2: <laughs> Did you bring wine?
3: I got the glasses.
2: You guys have made a quiz.
4: No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky and we've got plenty of Pennsylvania. I wish I could go back to college, but the colors of my life are one Halloween away from all good gifts. It's autumn in New York, but also days of plenty. Joining us today are the usual November songs, including Kevin, Seasons of Love, Jager. Oh, I slid in just in time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kimberly, Kimberly, our try-to-remember-game master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour.
2: (laughs) I don't remember.
3: And with us today is an amazing playwright and songwriter. You can check out her newest work, 1968, A Tribute for Change, online. The link is in the episode description, so you can uh, check it out there. But let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to Friend of the Show. Friend of the the show. Show! November
4: Christine! you're ready for this?
3: Welcome
5: uh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Welcome November. thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you here.
5: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
3: Of course, but before we start with anything, what are you drinking?
0: What are you what am I drinking?
5: What are we drinking? I have before you a lovely dark horse, buttery Chardonnay. I that
3: yes. beautiful. Nice. I
5: love dark horse.
3: I love that logo so much.
5: Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's, <and> it's <laughs> it is. It's very buttery. I'm enjoying yeah. it.
3: Are you typically a Chardonnay person? Is that your is that your white wine of choice?
5: Um, yeah. I really had I actually ordered uh what just like a barefoot like Nothing fancy, but then they like upgraded me Ooh. for a classy Ooh. evening.
0: Oh
2: <laughs> awesome. That I love is that is a solid upgrade,
5: actually. That is. Yeah. A- absolutely.
1: Is legit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, Kevin, what are you drinking? Just a uh,
4: sensible sized glass of red wine, you know, just typical Kevin That is o- excuse me, that is overflowing. Just an oblet. This way I just have to keep getting up and refilling it It can just be like Fair. one glass like, sip on the rest of the night Sure, sure, sure
2: Sure, sure, sure
3: uh, Kimberly?
2: Um, I also have a red wine that I did not pick out myself And I took a sip and it's not very good And so <laughs> It's just sweet and I don't usually drink a sweet wine So Kevin, out of your book, I put it in the fridge
3: Did that help? Did it help?
2: <laughs> Um, I like after I took a sip, I put the bottle in the fridge. Oh, uh, so maybe it, it cold might be a little better. Not above it, gonna drink it. Not a fan.
3: <laughs> um, well, I'm doing my uh new classy way to drink uh tequila. Um, I have a lemon lime seltzer and I put some Tanteo tequila right in the can.
4: <laughs> yes,
0: yep. yep.
3: Um, but thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you and and, and hang out for a little bit. Um, let's let's kind of just get started. What's your favorite musical?
5: My favorite musical. Um, it toggles back and forth between sure. like ragtime, um, Hamilton, um, and I'm like. One of those people that's like strangely obsessed with this like new TikTok musical, the Bridgerton one. Um, I'm with you. I'm there as well. In prepping for my game,
2: I was like, I'm gonna do something with lyrics, and I was like, I should use "Burn for You," and I was like, No, no one else will know. No
5: one else. Oh, I will know. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, slightly obsessed. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Amazing. So good. Um, okay, so I want to jump back a little bit. So you have a background in cellular biology and molecular genetics, correct?
5: That is correct.
3: Okay, that's wild. So how does that influence your work today? So you're you're a working playwright, songwriter. Um, you've had some some I've been I've been <clears throat> I looked up a lot of kind of, I didn't have the privilege of seeing any of them, but I saw a lot of the work that you do. Um, Talk about how, you know, that background, that very specific background um, informs your work today.
5: So the most specific example I can give is like super rando. So legacy it's about Martin. It's about you know Martin Luther King. And my musical legacy is about Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and his namesake Martin Luther, who's mm-hmm. like a five hundred year old German priest, totally father of the Catholic Reformation. It's, you know, it's about you know the parallels between their legacies. People ask me, well, why did you ever think to write a musical about? I you know, especially. Martin Luther, and i was like well originally it wasn't going to be about him i just had this h- hilarious idea it'd be really funny to have rapping monks um <laughs> i wasn't trying to be deep i just thought it'd be funny and i was like okay who are some monks that i know personally you know like who do i have on speed dial <laughs> um <laughs> and, and i was gonna do a show about gregor mendel who was the father of Mendelian genetics. Um, oh, of course, yes, yes. Which you know, it's like that. Yes. Oh, of course, everybody knows about that. And I, um personal favorite dude of mine with my background, but of course, when I like started trying to write about it, I was like, <laughs> "No, this is no. <laughs> so." Um, <laughs> you know, I I was it, there is a link. But it's not like direct. It's more like the way I think about things and the sure. way I approach my work. Um, I tend to be less like, "Oh, this would be so fun!" and there'll be high kicks and there'll be like, you know, jazz fingers and stuff. And it's more mm-hmm. like, well, you know, we get to delve into the layers and the complexities of, you know, these historical, you know, political uh, events, blah blah blah. So you know when i when I write, I tend to like pull from all sorts of sources that maybe don't normally make it into typical musical theater that's so cool
2: that's amazing.
5: Cool. I would that watch way. the genetics musical totally <laughs> Started on TikTok. Um, you know, don't 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 put it past me. <laughs> Um, so,
3: you know, having that background and working on things like who were, who are like artists or scientists or whomever that inspired you along your journey? And and then second part of that is like, who inspires you now? Is it still the same people?
5: Um, my journey to musical theater was accidental. Um, it's funny because my whole career was like, in- by and pushed forward inadvertently by black women. Um, When I was originally choosing my first degree in genetics, it was because in high school, my role models were two black women that taught me in school. One was biology and one was specifically um, genetics. And before then I had no interest in Mm -hmm. in that stuff. But learning about it from these women um, it made it, it just normalized the idea that this is a thing I could do. And these women were like so smart and, um, just really good role models. So, you know, that's how I went into that field. And then when I realized, well, you know, as I was studying science, I realized I was doing a lot of stuff in my free time. I was just completely creative. I was writing short stories. I was, um, arranging music for the collegiate, uh, acapella group. I was singing, I was performing. And that was where I was really um, joyful. You know, it wasn't just an intellectual thing. I was happy. And so that's when I decided, well, I want to do something in the arts, but I didn't know what. Mm -hmm. Um, So I ended up after I finished my degree, I went back home to North Carolina, where my family is from, And I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I think I want to do music. So I applied to the East Carolina University School of Music and I had no background. They really should not have accepted me. um, Except (laughs) that I had, you know, honestly, I had no reason for them to take me except that I, I did have a lot of raw talent. Mm -hmm. And I had the desire. And when they heard that I had a background in science, they were like, you know what? You need to talk to Louise Toppin, Dr. Louise Toppin. I was like, who is this woman? They're like, she is this amazing opera diva, but she started off as a doctor. Um, she started off in the medical field and then she just did a one eighty, And, um, now she's like an amazing opera singer. And I was like, I must meet this woman. And, um, they introduced me to her and she agreed to mentor me. Um, and it's, she's the reason, she's also a black woman. And um, she's the reason, and I'm sure that's you know why she decided to give me a chance, even though I didn't have the traditional credentials mm-hmm. that um, you would normally have. And I feel like that's just so important. That's so important in this industry and in every aspect of life for there to be um, people like you that look like you and have had some area of your experience that will, you know, reach out and sort of take care of you and guide you into the industry. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that I had early on, um, something that I've actually kind of struggled continuing to find once I like, got at the professional level.
3: Sure.
5: Yeah, that makes sense
3: what, um I mean, I guess what, uh, with your work, you know, having studied with and been mentored by, you know, such a, such an interesting group of people, just like them pushing and then finding someone that kind of like went by your path a little bit. Like, yeah. is there a part of you that wants your work to kind of be that for other people? Is there a part of you that like wants to, I guess, talk about what impact you, you want your work to have. And we can kind of talk, into 1968, uh, which, uh, you you know, uh, you can see in the, um, in the description of his episode.
5: Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess when I first started, I, you know, I started off as an actress Mm -hmm. and, um, didn't take too long to realize that there weren't a lot of people um, like me and there weren't a lot of roles that um, actually really spoke to my experience mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of stuff like well, you can play the maid and you can play the slave or you can play the best friend uh, in my life I'm not any of those things you know yeah. in my life I'm the I'm star of my own story mm-hmm. you know yet I don't see a lot of that in musical theater or theater in general
0: Absolutely, and so
5: you know, yeah, that's what I really hope um, in my writing, uh, just through my the lived experience that I have, my presence in the industry, and the roles that I create. I hope that I can like kind of crack open the door to, and open people's minds to um, the the idea, normalize the idea that a black woman can be the center of a human story that everyone can can relate to and, in, and enjoy and learn from and experience. Yeah,
4: and, absolutely. Oh, I, I hate to go back to what you had been talking about before, but you said that you arranged for your collegiate a cappella group. Yes. What were some of your favorite arrangements? Because I love a cappella stuff.
5: Um, okay. So this is going to sound so crazy, but I feel like all college alcohol groups are like really so ridiculous, but like yes. so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in college, I was like very, very, very Christian. And, you know, that, that is something that I have um moved into a different space with. I'm not, you know, talking any trash. Um, but at that time I was like a for Jesus. Let's do it. Sure, sure.
0: Um,
5: so I was in this acapella group called Voices of Truth. And um, Yes. <laughs> and um we would do these hilarious uh mashups of like Christian songs but with like but also but like mash them up with like um regular pop music. Amazing. <laughs> we would do like so you know like, Life House and, and stuff like that, but, like, mix it with, like, you know, hymns or, like, you know, uh, just, like, songs from church. It was it was so dumb, but it was so fun.
4: <laughs> oh, my God, I love that so
3: much. I can imagine a really good mashup of, like, you, me, and all other people with, like, so that something that would mesh, like, perfectly spiritually with that. 100%. I'm totally on board.
5: I like... And especially back then, because it was the '90s and um, '90s, early 2000s, and like the most, the songs were so emotional. Yeah, and like we were the in CW our feelings. played
3: everyone on episodes. You of could their easily TV shows. take
4: you could take like the power ballads of the '90s and turn them directly into like the like Christian rock power ballad. Like it all was hundred percent.
5: Yeah. Literally, just go into the lyrics and like delete "oh baby" and just replace re- replace with "oh Jesus," and you're there. Like, oh, yeah, oh. it's so true.
0: Yes. So
4: cool. <laughs> now, also, um, if I took you like in the after times, COVID's gone, we go to a karaoke bar and you have to go up and sing. What's your go-to song?
5: Oh, uh, okay. Look. I'm bad at karaoke because my background is classical. Yeah. So I always sing summertime. You're like cut me your bed, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
5: And they're like, ma'am. <laughs> oh, no. We don't have we don't know have. her. <laughs> she doesn't go here. Um, <laughs> well, so I always sing, I always sing summertime, yeah. And I get away with it. I get away with it because people know it and I'll sure. just like jazz it up. And they literally like actually like it. And then I'm like, okay, I've done my one. Leave me alone. I'm over here drinking now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah but I, like, absolutely. if you go first, like you set a very interesting tone for, uh, for karaoke night. <laughs> See,
5: I yeah, feel,
4: I feel like American Idol normalized summertime as like a, Standard for like th- that, this generation understands. So you oh. can totally get away with summertime in like the pop, like karaoke bars of today.
2: Now I'm just liking the idea of karaoke. Like you pick your week of American Idol and that's your kid like <laughs> go to karaoke and be like, but everyone, it's country week. Like,
0: oh, God. Yes. everyone, it's jazz yes. week.
2: I'm oh like, my gosh! Day to theme—that is me musical theaterizing karaoke night. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it.
3: Great. Right. Um, do you know where else we do a little bit of karaoke? Where Tuesdays, Tuesdays in the, Tuesdays corner the corner with Kevin. With Kevin.
2: Yeah. It's Kevin's corner—it's gotten very slow again. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Uh,
4: welcome to Kevin's corner, where I come up with some zany, weird, funny questions to get to know you better. And uh, today is a day trip with Kevin. And the way this is gonna work is I'm gonna talk through like a day trip that you and I would take together in the aftertimes when COVID is gone. And I'll stop every once in a while with a question and you'll have to answer it rapid fire like first thing that comes to mind. So um, we meet up at your place because you said you wanted to make a big breakfast. What are you making?
5: I'm making my famous omelets. I hope you like eggs. Yes. Uh, Heavy on the uh, mushrooms and onions, so I hope you like those. Sounds perfect.
4: Amazing. So we decide that we're going to rent a car to go travel, um, and you get to decide what kind of car we take for the day. So what kind of car are we taking?
5: Oh my God, are we taking the limo? This is
4: so fun. Okay, so we're taking a limo, and then We're in a perfect geographic location where we can drive west to the beach or east to the mountains. Are we going to the mountains or the beach?
2: We are in California. Yeah, we are in Cali,
5: baby. (laughs) Um, we got stuck the last time we tried to take the limo to the mountains, so we're going to the beach this time.
4: (laughs) Amazing! (laughs) We're taking a limo to the beach. And I made sure, I, I yell as we're on our way, I'm like, wait a minute, did you pack the cooler with our favorite drinks? And you said, totally, I packed what?
5: God, uh, what is, w- uh, of course I packed our buttery, dark, or Uh, Yes.
4: Okay, so we get to the beach, and it's not just like a public beach, it's like a private beach club where we show up with like a cabana boy sets up like a table and chairs and decides because to you took a limo it's a, yeah, <laughs> duh. so he takes our order and he orders what we're gonna have for lunch and so you get to order our lunch i'm like i'm too relaxed i can't order order for me what do you order for us
5: <laughs>
2: lobster
5: lobster
3: this is a yeah.
2: great day yeah oh
3: my god amazing. <laughs> Isn't it?
2: i'm very excited for this day
3: <laughs> and so,
2: i
5: think this day so, needs to become real actually. i know when are we <laughs> i know
4: <laughs> so we have an amazing time laying out by the, the beach or on the beach by the ocean. We go into the water for a bit and then it starts to rain. So we have to go inside and the club's like, we're so sorry it's raining. We've set up the movie room for you to watch whatever movie you want to watch. What movie are you picking for us to watch?
5: Oh, uh, 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 okay. What am I watching? Let's do um, a Disney classic. Okay. Let's do the Lion King.
4: Great. Yeah. Now, are we doing the animated version of the Lion King or like the live action?
3: So, just to just to be clear, they're both animated. There's nothing live action about the new <laughs> either
2: <live>. of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Let's clarify. are We doing the dinner theater version? Or are we yeah. like what?
0: Right.
4: Right. <laughs>
5: We're do, we're gonna do um the classic because I I tried five minutes of the um weird CGI uh deep fake version and I was like I can't deal with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly uh, what it's like. <laughs> lion deep
3: fakes.
4: Oh, we well, have an amazing day watching Lion King and then the chef from the club comes out and says, I am gonna make you the like best, like like crazy calorie but doesn't matter, whatever you want, either dessert or like cheesy, whatever. What is our, what is our like guilty pleasure snack that we have while we watch The Lion King?
5: Ooh, Um, there's got to be like chocolate involved. One of those things where you like, it's chocolate and then you cut it open and it just like explodes more chocolate in your face. Yeah. I don't know what that's called, but that, the volcano lava lava cake. Yeah, yeah.
4: Okay, so we have Lava Cakes to watch Lion King. And then it's time right. to go home. So we get back in the limo and the limousine driver's like, yo, I got Spotify so we can listen to whatever you want to so you can jam out and drink champagne on your way back. So what are we jamming out to on our way back?
5: I burn for you. Yeah. You burn for <laughs> oh me.
2: I burn. T- I burn. Is that the TikTok song? Yeah. I burn, you burn, we burn. Yes. yes. And then it's a group number to end Act One.
5: (laughs) Yes. Everybody's burning for everyone else. We end our
4: day listening to the TikTok musical of Bridgerton (laughs) and drinking champagne in the back of a limo, and that has been a day with Kevin in Kevin's Corner. That was
2: so fun. Iconic.
5: I love it. That was the greatest day of my life.
2: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Limos and lobsters.
3: Limos and lobsters. Limos, lobsters, Lion King, and lava cake.
0: <laughs> it's so much. Oh, that's oh my so god! Good. Oh, that was that's so
5: good. Great. Oh,
3: perfection. Now I'm hungry. I just ate dinner. Now I'm like really hungry again. I
2: have well, not had dinner, so <laughs>
5: Lobsters on tap. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um,
3: so we Ooh. just had an awesome experience on our day, our, our day with Kevin. Do you, Um, is there a show that you've seen where it's like the best experience you've had? Um, it doesn't have to be the best show, but like the experience, something about it. Just like you didn't walk out. You, you, your genes changed uh, when you walked out.
5: <laughs> it remapped my brain. Yeah. Um, I personally had a really Great, I had two great experiences with the same show. Um I did the Hamilton lottery on uh both coasts. Cool. Um mm. yeah, I, I won in California. I, I was living out there two years ago. I was actually out there for like six years. Um, but I was living out there and I was like, I really want to see Hamilton. I do not have five thousand billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um and so I did the I did the lottery and I won. Wow. And I got to take my best friend um, and watch it front row for like $10. Mm-hmm. And um, just just great. Just the perfect uh, theater experience you want to have. And then I moved to New York a year later. And I was like, I want to see it on Broadway. <laughs> and um, again, still don't have the mood now, So I played the lottery again and um, won and got to bring another friend to see it. That is
3: so crazy.
5: (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. Were these the
2: only times you tried? Like, first try lotto win, both times? It wasn't first try.
5: I mean, I had to, like, play for a little bit. Um, But I'm not that person to like, wins lotteries. I just was like, I really want
2: shit. You win the
5: Hamilton lottery. (laughs) I I mean, I think that counts for, like, that's probably good for, like, a um you know at least a million dollars in the regular lottery.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
3: That's yeah. crazy. Two wins, that's amazing.
5: Yeah. Were they and both was, for front row? Yeah, when when you win the lottery, it's always for for Hamilton. I've won other lotteries where it's not as not as sweet, but True. for Hamilton yeah. they always put you in the front row. And you're just like sitting in their laps. It's amazing.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, remember Which doing the lottery better, every I morning? <laughs> uh, lot oh, yeah,
2: like getting spit on by Jonathan Groff in the front row. <laughs> Heaven. Days <laughs> no more. <laughs> he wears a face shield now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no more. There is no front row. Everybody's like three miles back watching in binoculars. <laughs> Everyone has opera glasses when Broadway comes
3: on. Do you have a... Uh, just going up that, do you have a favorite play? We talked to musicals. Is there a play that you just love?
5: You know, I'm going to be honest. I guess I'm not that cultured. I don't watch a ton of plays.
0: Mm-hmm, um,
5: mm-hmm. The last play I saw was Fairview. Uh, no, it does not ring a single bell. I was like, I don't get what that is. Yeah. Um, it's like this rather controversial play that, I mean, the, the author... So a black woman, she won a Pulitzer Prize for it.
3: Um, oh, this is the one where you're like looking in on the family dinner? Yeah, she, the, she won the Pulitzer. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally.
5: Yeah. You saw so, it? I saw it. Oh, I didn't remember the name. That's so cool. Well, um, it was a little intense for me. For me. <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah, my, a friend of mine uh, kind of invited me to go to it. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, cool, um, what is it? And she's like, oh, she was like so evasive. She would not tell me what the show was. And I'm like, no. why are you being so weird? And uh, she's like, I just want you to like have your first impressions of it. And I'm like, what are you doing? What is, what is going on? And like, <laughs> so when I went to see it, first half of the show, I'm like, what is going on? I'm still confused. What is going on? And then the second half hits and all 80s breaks loose and I'm like, I'm like freaking out, Um and uh, it just was a lot more than I thought was going to happen, and went in this totally different direction than I expected. Because we we had talked, about,
3: yeah, yeah, we had talked about it briefly because. Um, we watched what the Constitution means to me, and we talked about like because that was the same Pulitzer year, and Fear of You won.
0: Oh.
3: Um, oh, okay. But that's why, like, I've heard so much about it, I and I, I and I don't know like the full details of it. I've just heard kind of like exactly what you said in terms of like I'm not going to spoil it or anything for you because I want you to see it, but like it's like like it just like turns on a dime and it's wild.
5: Huh. Oh yeah, it's 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 off this Richter, it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> amazing,
3: amazing. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, and then I guess um, uh, we've talked a little bit about it before. We mentioned it, but I'd love to talk a little bit now. I'd love to talk a little bit about 1968 uh, Tribute for Change, I guess. Uh, can you tell us tell for those of you who haven't watched it yet, um, and that you will watch it, I guess, tell us a little bit about what it is about and 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 what you what kind of led to it and what you want people to walk away from with it. Sure. Uh
5: 1968 was originally a song um within my show Legacy. So it was it's a song about Martin Luther King um and his legacy and everything that went that he went through and it kind of culminates in his assassination Mm in 1968. Um, when everything kind of hit the fan with George Floyd, uh, during the pandemic last summer, um, a lot of emotions came up in me, uh, that I was trying to resolve within myself, trying to understand uh, my feelings, uh, with my relationship with both the nation and also my place within the theater world and a lot of like hurt that I had within myself. Um, And also wanting to like, feel like I could somehow contribute, even though I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to be out there marching, but I wanted to be in support. Um, I live in, I live in New Jersey and I just was like, I don't, I don't know about, you know, taking the train to get out there. To, I, I just didn't know about that. Yeah. But I was like, I, I do want to contribute. So um, I wanted to tribute, contribute in the way that I could. So I took the song um, and sort of reimagined it as um, a tribute not only to Martin Luther King, but to what people were doing today. The, the marches and the protests and the demonstrations um, to help demonstrate through music that You know, the civil rights movement has actually never ended, um, and that, you know, it's continuing today. And instead of like looking at the youth and being like, oh, they're being problematic or whatever, um, actually understanding that, you know, they're actually, you know, you say you want the youth to be. Um, n- non apathetic to be involved, to be political, to be active. Well, that's what this looks like. They are raising their voices and they are um, saying that a- enough is enough. And I consider, you know, the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter movement, to be connected um, and a continuation of the work that Martin Luther King uh, spearheaded and, and led. In his day. So um, if you watch the video, it does like a a transition between the story, you know, the sort of almost fairy tale like story of Martin Luther King. And then it just like jolts you into today and how those two things are parallel and um, connected.
3: Yeah, um, I've watched it. We, we put the link into the episode description. So absolutely check it out. Um, and we're also going to tweet it and put it in Instagram. So you can check it out wherever you follow us as well. Um, um, and then um, kind of t- talking more about your work. You're working for Artistic Stamp as well. Or, or can you talk a little bit about that? Because what they're doing is like super interesting.
5: Yeah. So when everything shut down in March... Broadway and all theater, um, it kind of th- left a lot of us in like a position of just like, what, what are we doing with our lives? Um, and I got a phone call from, uh, Wes Tyler, who is a theater director, um, th- that I knew from the New York musical festival. Um, and he kind of knew of my work through legacy. And he was like, "Hey, uh, my wife and I are starting our own company, and we're gonna pr- we're gonna produce this new weird type of theater. It's you know it's gonna be choose your own adventure, um, but it's gonna be through letters. You know, you're gonna uh, write a play in choose your own v- adventure format, and you're gonna mail the letters to the audience, and they'll write back and decide what the next you know branch of the journey will be." So, you know, they're kind of almost like imp- an improv practice where you're, yeah. you know, building the story together with the audience members. And I was like, that is really interesting. I've never written anything like that in that kind of format. Um, what, you know, I'd be interested. What do you want me to write, though? And they are like, anything you want. And I was like, oh, well, in that case, Um So I actually chose, because they they do, like, every season, and they're in season two, but Mm -hmm. um, they'll do, like, six or seven or, or eight, I think they're doing eight this season, plays of different subject matters. So if you like mysteries, there's a mystery one. If you're if you've got kids that you want involved, they've got you know once you know plays that are for kids. If you're into sort of sexy content, they've got you know they've got a little sexy one for you. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I'd like to do one uh, a historical one because that's kind of my thing. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. And I was like, I'd like to do one about Ida B. Wells. And they were like, yes. <laughs> It's So cool. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like she's such an iconic lady, but like up until recently, I felt like nobody was really teaching about her, talking about her and all the incredible things that she did. Um, and I was like, you know, this is an awesome opportunity just for me to explore her life and to share that in a really one-on-one interactive kind of way. Um, and so yeah, so that is that's so cool. What that's I have developed awesome. with them.
2: Um, my mom's DAR chapter had a whole suffragette moment coming up to the 100th anniversary of um, women's suffrage in America, and so now I'm going to tell her entire DAR chapter to do your play. That would be yeah. so cool. They would be obsessed. So they you mail them, and then when they mail back the like answer to what happens next is it individual or are you waiting for like a group
5: poll um it depends on how you want to do it um in general we do individual letters directly to people but um it's the kind of thing where you can do it with your book club um Mm -hmm. i know people do it with their families um and we're actually working on integrating it into some school systems as well
0: oh that's cool
5: Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very flexible that's so that's
2: awesome.
0: fun.
5: So cool. totally do
2: it in like a school drama club and like you read the play to each other on zoom every night like
5: <laughs> yeah and then have more <laughs> oh I love
2: that <laughs> <best of> this <laughs> as a kid but I'll do it now <laughs>
3: well uh, with that in mind should we play a game
2: Yeah, absolutely leave. more games more games okay I have Let me read you the titles of two games and you tell me what you think sounds more fun right now. One is called Impossible and one is called The Last Word. Okay. I'm not good at games. Which one should I do? (laughs) One is more quiz-like with lyrics and one you can kind of make up your own answer to anything. Let's do... Let's go with
5: that one. Great.
2: Um, So I've been watching Brandy Cinderella like every day since it came out on Disney (laughs) plus. So impossible has been stuck in my head. So I made up a game called impossible. I have all of my lights of Broadway show cards or a fraction in my bag. When it's your turn, I'll grab one and then you get to come up with an impossible situation for that person or show to be in. So Anything from like, you want this person to work with someone who's no longer living or you want the entire production of Wicked to be immersive in Times Square and she flies to the moon. That's not something crazy. <laughs> That's actually what's um, happening. So.
0: And then
2: we'll see who we think have the most fun. Brian, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Should I say when or should I just like shuffle? Just pull, you, you can just pull one. Okay. You have
3: Tracy Toms. Tracy Toms. Um, I want Tracy Toms to do a... I want Tracy... This It's not impossible, but I want Tracy Toms to win uh, an Oscar... And I want Tracy Toms to win an Oscar for um, originating a new movie musical role. So she would win best actress in a best performance by an actress in a movie or whatever it is um, Mm -hmm. uh, in a new uh, a new movie musical of. um,
2: And this is an impossible scenario.
3: I mean I, I i'm I'm like where is this an
2: impossible things are happening every day scenario
3: <laughs> now now I'm like now I'm like now I'm
2: just make her fly at the end or something <laughs> well, wanted to, want it. It to be
3: I want it to be filmed live on the moon
2: oh okay cool
3: yeah so like it's filmed on the moon and uh they build a theater okay I'm taking this all back they build a theater on the this moon. Guy, yeah yeah, I just had to get warmed up. They okay. build a theater on the moon. And you and to get there, like Elon Musk has to like like put you on SpaceX and you need to go and you have a day like we had earlier in this episode. Um, <laughs> but the thing you do is you go to SpaceX and Space they Limo,
2: fly, Space Lobsters. Space
3: limo, Space Lobsters, <laughs> and they fly you, and then you watch the you watch Tracy Toms um perform um a one woman show of uh um i don't know uh hamlet. I, what hamlet hamlet or like every night is different like oh with space one night it's hidden figures the musical with starring just her and she does it one day it's hamlet oh. starring her one day it everything starts with h's hamlet <laughs> hidden figures um Hamilton like she does it all and then they film it and release it um for international international space station and she wins the international oscar for best actress best supporting actress best actor best supporting actor um she wins all four awards in the same year because it's a one person show and she does all of that um and uh and You we went zero and- to hero bro you were like Oh, Hercules? She does Hercules? Yeah. <laughs> you totally. went
4: plausible to like just every implausible thing all in one.
3: Yeah, impossible. I had to get warmed up.
2: Amazing. Kevin, would you like a turn?
4: Yeah, I'll go next.
2: Okay, I'm going to shuffle around. What a show. Merrily we roll along. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> hey.
4: Okay. <laughs> I wish... That was a good joke. I wish Merrily We Roll Along had come out it's like first ever Broadway production had been in like 1996 mm-hmm. and had been like had been the cast from the Kennedy Center production like Colin Donald and Lynn manuel and Celie... That was the
2: Encores and- production.
4: Thank you. The Encores production.
2: And I think keep Merrily a roll along.
4: (laughs) Thank you. So if like the Encores cast had been the original cast and the show had opened in like 1996 or 97, like that's what I wish. Because I feel like that show would have had a sweet spot in that like Mm -hmm. mid to late 90s like experimental musical like chamber piece kind of world. I feel like it would have done really well. So that's what my impossible wish
3: I will say about, about that. I really, 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 really hope that the movie is great.
2: I have already forgotten it's happening.
3: Yeah. I mean I I,
5: I didn't know it was happening.
3: So they're doing a movie, Richard Linkletter's directing it, but they're they're filming all of the scenes and the action like years apart. So that they can yeah and so they can match like the ages of the characters. So I believe it's Ben Platt and um what's her name? Beanie Feldstein. Uh, Beanie Feldstein. Um and I know that they were I know that they already did like the youngest version of them and like years. Every ten years, they're going to film a very, similar to, similar to like the way he did Boyhood. The, yeah, wow. They'll yeah, ten years
4: and record like the middle stuff, and then they'll meet in ten years and record the end stuff and then release it. So it's that's like, okay, nice. but
5: by then we really will be on the moon, and then that yeah. that is the <laughs> and then Tracy totally. does the it by herself. Dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh my god, that's gonna be fun,
2: but we're gonna be old.
3: Yeah, it'll be it'll
4: be. Oh God, we're gonna be like. Remember, we saw Ben Platt on Broadway when we were young in our twenties and thirties, and like, yep, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, uh, great. November, would you like a turn? Oh yeah, okay, I'm
5: gonna shuffle around. Oh God, it's all. Let's see. I
2: believe in you, November.
5: Thank you. That means everything to me. (laughs) Norm Lewis norm lewis um <laughs> so my impossible <overall laughs> dream is that we're gonna get married <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end right there winner oh, oh, oh. winner yeah i'll be there here here <laughs>
3: cheers cheers, cheers oh, to that oh, 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 oh.
2: Oh, yes that was Does easy
3: Does he sing like you should be loved at your wedding or something
5: like that? Oh Oh,
2: my god,
0: yeah, you burn
5: for each other. Well, at at least one of us burns for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) somebody. Uh -uh. Wait, Kimberly, you go, you have to go. Okay,
2: let me pick.
3: Oh, that was so good.
2: I picked a (laughs) sideshow. Hmm, yes, um. In the impossible version of Sideshow, they have come up with a way to conjoin two actresses only for the time they're in the show. So you don't get the just like put your butts together. They are physically conjoined to do, you know, the scene work. And then there's some sort of magic trick when they can sing apart. Wow. And then also wow. it's done... I was gonna say like immersive in a tent, but that's been done before, so that's not impossible. <laughs> um, a tent yeah. on the moon? Oh, on the moon? <laughs> uh, but they have found um, a way to conjoin the two actresses they want, and like to do some sort of work that they do look identical.
4: Oh, I like and that. You don't know mm. who,
2: is who. So the oh, Tonys look cool. very strange that year because they don't know who to nominate. So joint best actress situation.
3: <laughs> Probably no stranger than this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> than this year of nothing?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for um, the
2: moon year. <laughs> 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 oh, That was impossible.
3: That was Yay. Fun. Yay! That
0: was
3: okay. fun. So before we, we end here, um, I have a hypothetical question for you. Okay, so we talk a lot about, like, the aftertime. So post-pandemic... Um, you are in charge of all of theater. Like, doesn't matter if it's West End or regional or New York or whatever. You're in charge. You're the Chancellor of Theater. You're the Chancellor of Theater. I am the theater. Chancellor
5: of Theater. Yes.
3: <laughs> what, do you, what do you change right away? What stays the same? And what's the long-term goal? Like, you have say over the land of theater.
5: Uh Wow. That's intense. I love it. Um, One thing that's going to happen is I'm going to diversify Broadway from the true foundation of it. So it's not going to just be three super wealthy families that own all the theaters Mm -hmm. and uh, control everything from there. We're going to break that up. And now we're going to have a lot of theaters all owned by all sorts of different, people. and you know, honestly, I feel like r- from there i don't I don't even feel like I have to do anything from there <laughs> <laughs> that, you, that's fair that me tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and once you actually dig it up from the root, then everything that grows from there will automatically look different, yeah. and guess what's gonna be the first musical. What? I burn for you. you
0: yeah. Burn. I
5: burn. You burn. me. Do
2: you have a Bridgerton dream cast? Ooh, good one. Um,
5: kind of. Is okay. Norm Lewis involved? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna save Norm Lewis for a private showing. We're gonna do some. <laughs> um, okay, so help me out i'm bad with these broadway names but um okay so for the duke help me cast help me cast the duke
2: let's see joshua henry did a version on tiktok i liked a lot
3: i have not watched the show can you explain who the duke is
5: the duke is a hot black guy Mm okay And he is, like, troubled and brooding. He's like your Mr. Darcy type, you know? Like, I'm super hot. I'm going to pretend like I don't want to get married to anybody Mm -hmm. um, type. Uh,
0: He's young,
5: though. He's, like... I know. That's
2: why it's tricky, because they're all, like, younger. So um, people...
5: Who are you thinking about? Uh,
4: Hercules and Frozen. Oh, Jelani, oh Jelani, Jelani Aladdin. Jelani.
5: He's definitely a contender. Yeah. He plays mainly like good, sweet guys, I feel. Like, I, mm. I would be interested to see him play like this sort of like a loose player type. Totally. Yeah. That could be be good. Jeremy
2: Pope. Do you know Jeremy Pope? He's okay. very handsome.
5: Pope, yes. Yeah.
3: He's a good Because one. I
5: mean I could also, are we also I feel like
3: are we stunt casting? Because I'll I will i will welcome Michael B. Jordan to uh, to Broadway.
0: Okay. Oh. okay. Yes,
2: please. You want hunky and yes. brooding?
3: That's what I'll pay money to see.
2: I will pay double. Yeah, With an English accent. Yes. Oh, Michael yep. B. Jordan.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Naked hmm. for most. I don't even act. Know if he can sing. I don't but you it. know what? I think that he can. <laughs> He's talented. So cast, done. It's done. It's done. Absolutely. <laughs> oh
4: my gosh. That's so good.
2: I want to see that. Also, oh. most of the cast of Bridgerton, the series, sing.
5: Have oh, they do? It? That's true. Anthony. They could easily yeah. do like a West End version, just, just as that. is. They don't. Oh, John. perfect. Yeah. Great. So we'll just, you know, uh, we'll just have to like, you know, pop a Michael B. Jordan in there, and uh, and the rest will just be the actual cast. Because I (laughs) mean,
4: we all burn for Michael B. Jordan, like
5: yes, we really, really really all do. uh, uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. An apologetic burning,
2: yep. What it is? Oh yeah, the perfect cast. Thank you. (laughs)
3: Um, Well. That brings us to the end of our episode. It does. Uh, November, thank you so much for joining us again. Check out 1968. You can find it. Uh, we're linking it here on all of our social media. Um, November, where can people follow you on social media?
5: You can find me on Instagram at November Christine. Also, I do a really funny musical theater series on TikTok. Also under musical, uh, also under November Christine.
3: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining us. Um, you can follow us at Broadway on all social media. Um, join our Facebook group. We do some theater uh, theater nerdy stuff. Um, and uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Um, we do some awesome, fun things there with even more fun and exciting things to come this year. Um, real quick,
4: where can they find the theater by mail
5: again? Artisticstamp.com. Artisticstamp.com.
3: stamp. Artisticstamp. Artisticstamp. cool. Um, cool we will also link to that uh, uh, in the um, in the description of this episode. So check it out there. Um, But again, thank you so much um, for joining us today. This was so much fun. Um, You can, of course, uh, listen to this episode, which you're already doing um, or any of our other episodes (laughs) um, on uh, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. And of course on um, Apple podcasts, Uh, rate and review us there. Five 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 stars. please,
2: And thank you.
3: Um, And uh, we end every episode with a quote, and today's quote is, you gotta fill the void with music, fill the void with song, till my cup runneth over all night long. Um, That is Passing Phase from Passing Strange, um, uh, one of my new favorite musicals. Uh, We watched the Spike Lee uh, uh, live live, mocap, the the live cap. The motion motion. capture. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was uh, awesome, and I li- I've i listened to that a lot. Tim since. Burton Claymation Motion Capture of Path <laughs> and Yeah, Back totally, to totally. <laughs> totally. Stu as himself. Um, <coughs> but uh, thank you so much for joining us. As we end every episode, we raise a glass oh, yeah. and we say Cheers, Cheers!